Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris... (laughs) The great Chris Schaefer. Uh, We're recording a little bit early today. I caught him a little too close to a post-CrossFit situation here that we're having to deal with. Very high energy. Uh, But that's a good thing. Good thing for our show. Uh, Chris, seem to be uh, in good spirits today. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. You know, uh, it's nice to get your priorities straight and feel good about your day, not stressed. You know, I'm pumped. Uh, Jason came to me with a problem and I immediately solved it and I'm ready to just punch it out. One, two, and then a good kick when it's down and the whole project's done. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to punch you guys straight in the face and then when you're when you're surprised, then we're going to kick you. And uh, you're going to love it, and you're going to thank us for it, and uh, you're welcome. So 99% of our listeners are not top-tier experts, and we often forget that. Jason, you and I work in a high-level world where we're working with strategies and things in our heads are so far beyond what people are thinking about. We're thinking what type of keyword deep level strategy over long term stuff we're doing you know super manual bidding and then suddenly we forget the guy that's listening is like what what, what keyword do i choose you know he he's he's completely lost so the idea today is we're going to address you know just basic beginner types of things you know and we're going to go through 10 different industries and we're going to give you answers to the most basic questions. First, we're going to tell you why we think Google is your best way to advertise. Uh, we know there's competition out there, and we're going to talk about that. Number two, <clears throat> what we're going to get into is out of these 10 industries, if you're in one of these or you are close to them, what's some initial experiences, thoughts that we have in these industries? You know, What's some uh, ideas about strategies uh, you know, cautionary tales that we might share about them as if, you know, we're starting to brainstorm building this for you. What's the first things on our head for these 10 industries? Like kind of, uh, you said, uh, it made me think like potential hazards or something like, Hey, we've seen this industry. This is where someone could go wrong. Mm. Thinking about Google ads the wrong way. Yeah. Good and bad things that, you know, we think work well and then tales of terror where we've seen things go bad. And we've learned, and we're going to help you avoid those potholes. So that's what it is. Um, Good news is, for those of you that are top tier, and you understand a lot of the deep stuff, you'll still learn something because we're going to address some stuff that uh, you know will be in that Google Ads in baseball type of code stuff, and you'll be like, "Oh, I hadn't thought of that before." So all of you stick around. We have a great show. But before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about Optio because for the one hundred percent of you that have 24 hours in the day, you need to get more done in Google Ads. You're listening to the show because you work in Google Ads. You get a lot done in Google Ads, but you want to grow. You want to be more efficient. You want new ideas, not push button, silly things that you know says, hey, click here and your campaign will be 50% better. No, no, that's not true. And that's not what Optio is about. Optio is about working with you optimizing your campaign, giving you efficiency and productivity and performance boost by enabling you to make the best decisions. Uh, It's a great software. You log in, look at it, make decisions based on the priority of critical issues in your account using their algorithm, their system, their smart software. Uh, And it gives you graphs and charts and colors and arrows and plus and minus. And it looks great. You'll love it. Try it out for free for eight weeks just because you listen to the show. Just because you heard me say it, you get eight-week free trial. Go to optio.com slash PSP2, the number two. You get an eight-week free trial. That is opteo.com slash PSP2. Okay, thanks, Chris. So uh, the, the problem we hear from clients and people we talk to about Google Ads is that sometimes... People are intimidated by the Google Ads system. Sometimes people don't understand all the phrases and the way people talk about things. So we're going to keep it very straightforward today. And I th- I think kind of just describe the way Google Ads can help 
business owners, Chris. I think that's one yeah. secret to our success when we talk to people. And a lot of this show, we uh, we just talk in regular business language, not digital marketing language. Mm, and I think that point. connects with a lot of business owners. Yeah. So I think if you kind of talk about Google Ads and just an everyday common business language, I think more people would kind of be open to starting out a budget and, and trying it and, and seeing how it goes. So uh, Chris, first of all, why Google? Why why search? There's a lot of things people can do, radio ads, print ads, Facebook, social media. Why Google ads? So when it comes to volume, um, I think that views, impressions, you know, eyeballs on your logo, on your product, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can get that done through other avenues, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you can get a lot of eyeballs on stuff. But I think rather than competing on that front, I think what's more important and that Google really shines on is precision. Nothing is precise as Google ads. That's my pitch on why you as a beginner, you know, considering doing Google ads, you know, want to get started in Google ads, considering, you know, putting some of your 2021 budget into a marketing platform. That's it. I think precision is it. Jason, what do you, when I say precision, I mean, do you agree? You think that that is a huge advantage? Yeah. Well, I think the way, the way to think about it is, um, home and garden shows. That's the way to think about it. it. If you've ever been to those, Chris, you have a booth. I actually was at one once for a company. You have a booth. Your customers come right up to you, your potential customers. Uh. They come up to you. They shake your hand. They ask about your product or service. They they get to see a sample, blah, 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 whatever. And they come right up to you and you make a direct connection. That's how I think about Google Ads. It's the only platform I know wh- where in such a strong way, you can set things up correctly and then get connected with your exact customers, not not people who are in the demographic, the demo, as they say on TV, meaning not every single American 25 to 45. Like, right. No. <laughs> people who like literally would be your customers if you could just meet them. And I think that's the best way to think about it. Like, so that's why search is such a such a different kind of advertising. And for the penny pinchers out there, open up that pocket, open up that wallet, because yeah, it may cost a little more, quote unquote, per lead. It may cost a little more than you're used to with other forms of advertising sometimes, but it's more effective. And I think some people get tripped up on a cost per click or a cost per lead where maybe they've bought leads from other services in the past and mm. they're just not as mm-hmm. not as direct as uh, someone searching for exactly what you offer. So that's the main difference. You get an instant almost handshake with your with your customers. Yeah, it's a good point. And and that's the mistake I I hear people a lot uh, when they want to go to Google Ads, they say, "Well, yeah, I pay, you know, 75 bucks, 50 bucks per lead, but it goes to three other guys, you know, and it's the first person to call and make that connection, you know." Right, or, right. Or um, you know, or we, they we, didn't actually need a move, they were just Yeah. They don't even know why I called them. You know, we advertise on Facebook and uh, it's great. I get, you know, like a $2 cost per lead, but how many of those people answer their phones after they fill out the form? How many people are actually interested? How many people follow up? And already found tr- already found someone else. Yeah, you know, or, or changed their mind. They weren't really interested and it was kind of a spur of the moment kind of thing. That's where Google Ads is different. Uh, I, I think it's it's just like you said, Jason, people walking up, they're interested in the moment and there's no more likely time than someone who's searching for, you know, X and they search for it right then and they find a site that does X. That's the power. Mm. The The other hurdle we see initially before starting Google Ads is the budget question. I just had a sales call today, Chris. The call was 17 minutes and 16 minutes of the call was trying to figure out what the budget would be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 90% of that conversation was just the person talking back and forth to themselves. And yep. I just sat there holding the phone <laughs> and listening to them talk to themselves. Well, we were thinking about 2000, but we tried it before. That wasn't enough, but we don't want to go too slow or too low. And yep. Yep. So we're going to answer it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Use the budget you want to use. Set that as your budget. And if you don't know what that budget is, put in the number 500, $500 a month. 
Break that down by day. That's your daily budget. Whatever 500 divided by how it's many good days starting. you run. Yeah. It's your daily budget. Just start. Because if you don't have $500 a month. Go away. Might not be a good business. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it might be something. You might call it something where you go every day, but it might not be a good business if you don't have a $500 advertising budget. Yeah, yeah. Or you're building the next great technology and billion-dollar company in your in your garage, and you just don't have that 500 yet. But you don't. So if you don't have 500 probably not the right place to be spending money. If you do, $500 a month, never think about it again. See what your results are, and then change the budget up or down, but try not to stress over that decision. Yeah. And if you can't make the decision, I just made it for you. Yeah, there you go. I think you're exactly right. My pitch is this. You call me and ask how much you should spend. I lay out the absolute worst scenario and then walk it back. I say, listen, let's say you spend $1,000 and get nothing out of it. Is that a barn burner? Is that like just going to crumble everything? You know, if that is, then take it back, you know, take it down to 500. If it's not, can you go up to 2000? You know, worst case scenario, let's say you get nothing but just qualified traffic. Not a single person calls you. That's the standard. Consider the risk involved. That's the standard. (laughs) Consider the risk involved. Let's say you get nothing out of it. I don't want you to invest and you have to like fire people or, you know, go out of business because that's the worst case. But it's very rarely the situation that happens. Most of the time you get lots of calls, lots of business. It works very well for you. Um, and then that, and we grow from there. I like it. So Chris, if you're, you're talking with the, we're going to go through some common industries here. If it's not one of your industries, you can still take these principles we're applying and, and apply it to your industry. But we're kind of talking simple Google ads, beginner Google ads, trying to get people the confidence to start and show them what it can do for their business. We're going to go through some examples. Chris, you're going to start off with realtors. You're talking with a realtor, never done Google ads. They want to, but they're extremely nervous and they're also extremely confused. Mm. They don't know what Google ads is. Are we talking search? Are we talking YouTube? What's going on? How, how would you kind of break down what to do on Google ads and a strategy and what success is and all that for a realtor? The issue with Realtor on Google Ads is this. There's a lot of tire kickers. Hold, hold, hold. I just have to give you a compliment. I just love the way your Google Ads brain works. You're trying to protect the advertiser. You're trying to protect that budget. Mm. You immediately jump to the problem. You're like, no, we're not talking about pie in the sky potential here. You're going to get a 1,000 clients a month. I'm selling you a webinar, blah, blah, blah. I'm on your Facebook feed right now. I'm going to use persuasion and fear to make it feel like every single other realtor on the planet is watching my webinar right now, and you've got five seconds to sign up, and if you don't, you're going out of business. No. That's not me. You're going the complete opposite direction. Yep. What I'm worried about, so I just have to give you that compliment. That's a very accounting kind of thing. Mm -hmm. One of the accounting principles is to be conservative. So if you have like a potential debt situation, and the debt could be a million dollars, but if something goes wrong, it could be two million you count it as $2 because you want to be conservative. Oh, so yeah. I like the way you're conservative about Google Ads. So continue. The first thing with the realtor, first thing that comes to mind, the problem is. The problem is. <laughs> you're right because that's that's my job. If you're worried about Google Ads, I'm more worried, guaranteed. You're a budget, body, you're a budget bodyguard yeah. for them. I do not Google want ads. to waste your money. So uh, re- when it comes to realtors, my biggest concern in, in with the clients that I've worked with is there's a lot of tire kickers. I would suggest if you are a realtor to not advertise on homes for sale X. I think that's too generic. I, and if you do want to do that because you can't get search any other way, keep it cheap. You know, go as cheap as you can. Be the bottom, you know, one of the bottom ads. You know, try and get the CPCs as low as possible. And we're in the beginner phase here. So let me explain. CPC as in cost per click. Keep your cost per click as low as possible. Dallas Metro, huge Metro. You're a realtor there. You don't want to advertise on the words homes for sale in Dallas because people are looking for homes for sale. A realtor might think, oh, well, they're going to need a realtor when they go buy a home. You're not inclined to do that. And if they really want to, you're inclined to go, just go with a really low bid there. Go with 30 cents, see what happens. Go with 50 cents, see what happens. Try a dollar, see what happens, but show up low. So if it's not homes for sale, what what kind of strategy, who are you trying to get in front of then? 
Well, what I'm going to do, I think uh, remarketing is very important. And if you're not familiar with remarketing, it means showing people an ad who have been to your site before. Uh, if they've been to your site recently, they're they're, they're going to see an ad. They're going to see your face. They're going to see your business name pop up. Um, you know, oh yeah, I talked to that guy. Oh, I should give him a call. He texted me. He called me. I filled out the form, but I never followed up. Oh, I don't know how, but I was on that person's newsletter and they came into my inbox a week ago and I clicked on a link to a news story there they were go. sharing on their website that looked interesting. I don't even know them, and I don't even remember barely doing that. But, but I keep now seeing them. I'm seeing their remarketing ad. They must and be big. Makes sense about it. They must be a yeah. big company. Must be really, really successful. I see his face all over the place. I see her face all over the place. I mean, that's yeah, that's it. So remarketing, I think, is very important. And then second, because there's lots of tire kickers, my suggestion is on the generic stuff, go low, be very you know as cheap as you can. You know, homes for sale near me, things like that. Everything else needs to be specific. It, if it's, you know, new construction homes or if it is uh, specific subdivisions, specific neighborhoods, uh, specific zip codes, that's the stuff where you'd pick the, the, the bids up a little bit higher, be a bit more aggressive because those people, just like someone who's shopping for a car, they're not typing cars for sale. They're picking a specific model, brand, year, you know, uh, price range, all that kind of stuff. That's essentially what the same thing would happen with the the house. And if you're in that industry, you know what that looks like. Mm. You know if they're looking for, you know, certain number of bedrooms, you know, build that out. Make sure you you know you have the right kind of traffic for that and you'll have uh better success that way because you're targeting bottom of funnel. I like it. Okay. I like it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like lights should be just flashing. We we happen to have a a guest on the show here. Who's, who's one of the authorities in legal and lawyers and just a pro at this arena, Jason, mm. please introduce people to a strategy, ideas, mistakes for the legal arena, lawyer arena. So I think with this one, um, it is it, it can be more straightforward on the keyword list, Chris. Uh, divorce lawyers near me, divorce lawyers... Uh, Dallas, Texas. So it's it's straightforward, but I think the one strategic thing you need to do uh, as an attorney is is figure out what kind of clientele that you want to get. Because Chris, there's there's a lot of people getting divorces. Some of those people are fighting over five hundred dollars and the cat. Some people are fighting over a twenty five million dollar estate, mm-hmm. and depending on what kind of people you work with as an attorney some attorneys specialize in quick divorces five hundred dollars to get divorced some people fight in asset and custody battles and very very extended divorce cases some people specialize in grandparent custody rights all that kind of stuff so one of the issues with uh, law firm marketing on google ads whether it's injury lawyer divorce lawyers injury lawyers real estate there's different types of quality of cases or kinds of cases that can come in from those searches. So I would say you kind of have to have a two-tiered strategy. One, try the amazing keywords. So, so like if you're a divorce attorney have and you work with really high net worth people, have divorce keywords that also have the word asset in them. Mm, so asset, asset yeah. I forget the exact term, but divor- divorce attorneys to protect assets. It's the word protection to protect assets. If you work with grandparents and grandparent rights, have some keywords with grandparents in there. But one thing attorneys need to accept when they advertise is you do have to run on those uh, homes for sale in Dallas kind of keywords, divorce lawyers, Dallas, Texas, injury lawyers, Dallas, Texas, because a lot of those, a lot of people who search for an attorney, they search with that generic term and they don't tell the attorney whether they have a $500 uh, divorce case, or they're fighting over millions of dollars of assets. But if, like you're saying, Chris, if you control your bid, you can show up on those more generic searches. But the small amount of them that actually do connect with you and are what you want, they pay for the campaign many times over. But it's about controlling the bid, and it's about just accepting that a lot of the leads you get are not going to be the kind of leads you want, but the ones that are can make up for it and then some, and and pay for a great campaign. So that's the one issue uh, I've seen attorneys run into. Other issue I've seen them run into, Chris, is you can only control what you can control with Google. 
I just a lot of attorneys have not been happy with the inconsistency of Google Ads results day to day, and that's something you just have to get used to. It's not your platform. A lot of things happen in the world, news stories, different search activity on different days, and you have to get comfortable with the with looking at Google Ads over a month and not not day to day. So Chris, talking about lawyers and some of those lawyers in some are in the field of injury, car accidents and stuff. When someone's in a car accident, you have to also get your car repaired. This is not an industry that comes to mind, I think, for a lot of lead generating, mm, uh, yeah, Google Ads true. kind of marketers and stuff, car repair. But I've had some amazing car repair clients, and they've been very happy with Google Ads, even with small budgets. So what kind of strategies or things would you be thinking about for someone like a car repair? And car repair can apply to any kind of like, you're just trying to bring people in one time. You're not trying to build a brand. Yeah. They're not coming back. They don't want to come back. They don't want to come back. Businesses. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to return trip. Well, here's, uh, here's the thing about car repair. People are going to be overwhelmed with options and who's the best and who can I trust. And a lot of times it just comes down to who's in my area and does what I want them to do. You know, it's not like a doctor where I don't like his face or I don't like the way she looks, you know, like I, very personal type of thing. It's like, do they do it? How soon can they see me and how much is it going to cost? You know, that's what they want to know. So I think for car repair, it's incredibly important to just be there when they search, you know, for that thing. And with the clients that I've worked with for for car repair, anything in cars, uh, first, make sure you, you, you get what you want. You know, if you work in the foreign arena, then make sure you, you know, uh, Euro cars and, you know, make sure you, you advertise for the right type of car that you want to work on. And then next, we're going to get into things like, uh, you know, what type of services you want to provide. Again, car repair is a bad idea to put 90%, 75% of your spend into. If you have, uh, you know, a specialization, you really, you know, you do well with brakes. Let's say you only do five different things and you don't do 15 other things. Car repair is a bad idea because maybe they want body work. Maybe they want uh, transmission repair. Tires, brakes. Maybe yeah. you don't do those things. So be specific. Use Google search. I don't think that remarketing is incredibly important here because just like Jason said, they don't want to see you again. They're not going to come in. But if you do a good job, you know they'll remember you. I don't think it's worth a whole lot of remarketing. If you want to do it just for brand building, Keep it cheap, keep it small. That's fine. But the main thing here is being there in the moment. Being there in the moment when someone wants car repair, do Google search, uh, pick your categories, pick your services, and pick your geographic area. And then once you picked your geographic area, open it up just a little wider. If you work in this one city, don't just do that one little city. Go out a little further, leave a little bit of leeway between the distance of, you know, what your absolute bound, what you think people will drive for versus, you know, a little bit further than that. Go out another mile, another two miles, just to give the, the campaign a little op opportunity to, um, you know, get a little more traffic. I think the worst strategies for me are things where they say, I want this zip code, this co zip code, and this zip code. And that's all they do. They threw three zip codes because we never get anyone outside that zip code. And it usually fails. Chris, I think you said a great thing within the moment. Um, business owners, people who are new to Google Ads, it's like the second they hear cost per click, CPC, CTR, all that kind of stuff, ad rank score, quality score, Google goddess. I was talking about this week, this thing that impacts your account and you have no <laughs> idea what's going on. So you try responsive ads. Like, Ugh! They don't need to worry about that. Yeah. But as soon as they hear that stuff, they forget about their business. But if they think about their oh, business first yeah. when they're thinking about Google Ads, they know their business better than anybody. So like uh, a body shop person or a, a brake repair or something or tires, they understand that like they, they don't get a lot of lead form inquiries that after a long day at the body shop with grease all over their hands and all that, then they sit down at their Apple computer and they pop it open and they get into their new kind of lead software thing. First, they send out a newsletter, oh, keep their gosh. customers up to date. And then they look at their new inquiries and uh -huh. they say, hey, thanks for emailing. This is what, no, they don't do that. No. The phone rings, they answer the phone, they go, oh, that's yeah. how you answer at a body <laughs> yeah. shop. This is, this is Harold. And then, and then, oh. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, I'm in the right place. I found yeah. a body shop. Yeah, my car's a, yeah, bring her in, bring her in, bring her in. That's it. Well, when do you think it will cost? Oh, as uh, much as I can get. I mean, um, uh, well, we don't know until we look at it. All right. 
Bye. <laughs> so they answer the phone. So they know their phone thing. They're an in the moment thing. So if you're in the moment, if your phone, there's something called call ads. People mm. can search on mobile where they might be searching because they're at, uh, they're sitting outside while their car's getting towed or something. And they'll call you because it's in the moment. It's exact. It's direct. And so if you think about your business, then you can apply those that mindset to Google ads. And there's parts of Google ads that fit different parts of businesses better. So I thought that was a good thing to say. Yeah, absolutely. So next we're going to move again to a great specialization of my friend, Jason movers. So for movers, I think it's a good topic to kind of use as a, a teaching example to people who are beginners to Google ads to talk about cost per conversion and cost per lead and, and how to know if your campaigns are profitable because with movers, Yes, you can run the office moving campaign. Yes, you can run words like commercial movers. Movers want those big house moves, Chris. Mm -hmm. They want the moves that are big. They want the long distance moves. And you can try to get them, and we do. But that's only like maybe 10% of the search market for movers. Mm -hmm. 90% is generic stuff. Movers near me, moving companies in Dallas, Texas. That's just the way people search for a mover. So if you want to get a lot of business from Google Ads, you have to be on those regular searches. If you're on those regular searches, a lot of people that call you are going to be small moves, maybe moves you don't even do. A lot of people that, and then some of the people that call you are going to have the great moves that pay for the campaign and, and keep your keep you in business. So it's all about finding your cost per conversion. How many clicks does it take to get a lead? What's your cost per click? So how much do you have to pay for one lead? But then the next step that a lot of people don't, understand when they get into Google ads, it's not just how many phone calls and lead forms do you get from Google and the cost of those, but how many of those actually become customers for your business that pay you money. There's all sorts of softwares and all that stuff. You can go down that road if you want, but one way to keep it very simple is to just guesstimate like, okay, if we get 10 phone calls in a day, how many people are we actually booking? Maybe 20% of them. So then you can look at your cost per lead in Google ads and you can say, okay, for every five leads we pay for, say $50 or say to keep things simple, $10, even though that's low for every $10 we spend, we're going to get a lead, but then it takes five leads to get a customer five times 10 is 50. We're paying $50 per customer. What's our revenue per customer. And generally you want that to be three to five times the cost because we're talking revenue. Mm -hmm. and if you kind of just at least think about that, you'll be a lot happier with your Google ads experience as opposed to just focusing on leads and, and not knowing if things are working. You, should be, you shouldn't have a guesstimate of how many leads it takes to actually get a move scheduled on the calendar. So I'd be focused on that if I was a mover. So Chris, after you do a move, you get into no, a new you're home. You're trying to segue this. And you need the, <laughs> There's no yeah. segue. Just say it. Just <laughs> trying say to overcompensate. It. You, you need stuff for your new home. Gonna so you're going to go to that computer. You're going to force this, aren't and you? And you're going to do a search. <laughs> you're going to do a search for products. There's and <laughs> when you find products, you buy them. That's something called e-commerce. There we go. <laughs> and Chris, I don't, I don't know anything about e-commerce. I don't do e-commerce. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask you a tough question? Oh, okay. Honestly, okay. Google Ads and e-commerce. Oh boy, because it's should this be in Patreon? A real tough question. Non-public. No, no, no. Okay, I want to. I want to know this because uh, maybe I, I want to know if you've ever heard this before. Why should I advertise on Google when I could advertise pay-per-click on Amazon? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Too much or? Well, uh, I think I think it's a great it's a great point. Actually, I have a lot of uh, e-commerce companies that go straight from Google to Amazon. But when people do research, I say they do research in both locations. I think they do Google more um, than they do for research. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Because not everyone uses Amazon and everybody wants to use Amazon, but Google is a, you know, a third party, you know, that, uh, you know, that doesn't, they link you to a third party. Yeah. You know, they, they take you to all these other options. So if you want to do real research outside of the Amazon, uh, interface. I think that's that's why you consider Google. That's why it's important. And if you want to do Google, here's the cool advantage. We haven't talked about this at all, and this is the one thing that is super unique to to uh, e-commerce is you get to use the Google Shopping Network. It is 
Yes. So much yes. cheaper. The I've been C- waiting for that. Yes. <laughs> the CPC. I love doing that. The CPC is so much cheaper. The volume is super high. And here's the thing that's really specific about the shopping network. You can show an image of your product. You can show a price of your product. The information is much more readily available. So the click-through rate and the engagement and the interest in that can be much higher because they saw it. You know, it's not just a text ad like it is on the, the, the Google search network. With the shopping, it pops up. You say, oh, look at that. There are you know, special vitamin gummies and, you know, have nice packaging. You have a price point that's laid out right beside all the other ones. So Google shopping is a huge advantage. That's the kind of network I would definitely get into. Um, definitely suggest that you have to have a data feed and a merchant center and all that kind of stuff. Not too hard. Um, if you have a website and a Shopify and all that kind of stuff, it's usually uh, fairly easy to set up. The other side is remarketing. Heck yes. Remarketing. Definitely worth it because it's uh, you know it's e-commerce. You don't want to spend money and then they close your site out and then that's it. You want to bring them back to the site. You know conversion rate isn't ninety nine percent; it's one percent, two percent, five percent. So a, a minority of people are going to purchase on that first time through. So bring them back to the site with remarketing. Very very cheap, very affordable, always worth it. And then last, you know. Also sample different levels of the funnel, different types of keywords with Google search. Uh, keep the CPC cheap. Don't go crazy. You know, you, you want to be competitive, but not overly, um, you know, spending high cost per click. But try different levels, try different things, uh, different strategies on Google search. Uh, and the advantage with Google search over Google shopping is that you can choose your keywords. You can choose who to target. Google Shopping's all automated. You just dump your your product feed into Google Shopping and it just starts getting clicks for you at a really cheap cost per click. Google Search is different. You know, it, it provides a lot faster lift at a lower CPC and you can you can get this stuff just automatically. So that's it for e-commerce. Um, I think it's a great, uh, huge advantage that uh, e-commerce people have over the top. And as a person who hates trying to come up with a stupid segue, Jason is going to talk about doctors and health. Well, see how I did that. When it comes to e- super, when it comes to e- fast, <laughs> inefficient, when it comes to e-commerce, Chris, <laughs> some people type too much and get carpal tunnels, and then they need to contact a doctor, and they don't know where to start. Oh my gosh! Um, he did it anyway. Okay, fine, you did it. Chris, I'd say health, doctors, chiropractors, dentists, number one, remarketing's off the table. Because yeah, anytime you out. have some kind of medical-related website, Google scans it and they say this is too private-related or whatever to do remarketing. So that's out. Even though for a dentist, remarketing would be great. Oh, yeah. You know, to build a brand. Yeah. Um, so it's a shame they haven't. I haven't been able to, to help dentists do that. Um, I, I'd say my focus here would be on ad copy, Chris. Um, I, I run into this very often myself. Um, I When I need a doctor, something's wrong with this industry. It is hard to find a doctor that you want. It's hard to find. Like, here's what the problem is. You do a search, doctors in Dallas, foot doctors in Dallas, whatever. And then you you see two ads, you see a bunch of organic listings, and then you go to them, and it's all some guy that's 55 years old with a beard, and list his where he went to school like how do i know if (laughs) like if they're a good doctor right yep how do i know if so it's so hard so i i'd say two things one ad copy this is a good time to kind of tell people who are new to google ads to me the point of ad copy is to differentiate yourself speak better to your customer when they're doing a search and they have four ads at the top 10 listings three or four ads at the bottom ad uh, map listings and all that, how are you going to separate yourself from the field and tell that person that you're the perfect provider for them? So use ad copy to differentiate yourself. That's where the clicks come from. And then it's another good example of the power of testimonials on your website. People do a Google ads click, then they go to a website. There's nothing stronger than seeing real people either in photos or videos talking about your business, telling people who are just like them that they've helped them and they can help the person too that's that clicked to the website. 
They're hard to get testimonials, video testimonials and all that, but they're really impactful. So if I see two foot doctors and I go to one and it just has his education stuff, and then I go to another and it actually has customers. Well, I don't know if customers would want to be out there with that, but maybe like written testimonials, like, but you can tell they're real. I struggled with this for so long. I've seen many doctors. They didn't know what it was. Dr. So-and-so actually fixed it for me. That would connect with me as someone searching for a foot doctor. So add copy to differentiate yourself and then remember the power of testimonials to differentiate yourself once someone gets to your website. Important for everybody, but extremely important for dentists and doctors where everyone kind of seems the same. That's why you want different ad copy. And then the reason you want those testimonials is because doctors and dentists, it's a very personal thing to your body. And you don't want someone you don't know touching your mouth or touching whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if they, you have testimonials that will help build some trust with a new person and new people are generally are the people doing searches on Google ads to your business. Yeah. Okay, guys, we've got four more industries to talk about. But first, I want to remind you, if you are listening uh, and you have arrived at work, uh, please take a moment to go to optio.com slash PSP2. Or when you're sitting at your desk right now, pull up a, a browser real quick. Go to optio.com slash PSP2. It's important that you guys support uh, the people that help make this show possible. Um, you know, Jason and I are both busy guys, and we enjoy doing this. And this this uh, sponsor has been with us for a long time, uh, an exclusive sponsor for a long time. So uh, it's a great tool. And you could do us a favor by just going to sign up and, and trying it out. Maybe you hate it. But the chances are you're going to like it because a lot of people have signed up. And that's why they're still with us for so long is because they have such a great tool and people continue to like it. So try, try it out for eight weeks free. OPTEO.com slash PSP2. Time for me to dive into a specialization that I both love and hate. Um, Chris, you're a doc, you're a busy doctor. You're a health provider. Oh, it's the modern day. You still have expenses. You still have processes that you need to figure out how to do efficiently. You're a business at the end of the day, Mr. or Mrs. Doctor, you're a business person and you own a business. You're an entrepreneur. And when you do that, you need to be more efficient. You're out there looking for business to business services and there products. When you're looking for those B2B products, go to Google, Google has all the B2B products and services you need. Do a search. Advertisers will be there, and they will have been helped by the great Chris Schaefer, who is the best B2B expert I know. So, Chris, what are some strategies? Thank you. That segue was uh, seamless and delicious. Business to business, B2B, is a specialty of mine, uh, not really by choice. It's something that I just keep, I kept getting over and over and I just kept winning at and I got better and better at. Uh, so if you are a window cleaner and you, and you want to get other, you know, businesses that need their windows cleaned, this is the strategy for you. If you are a, um, company that provides HVAC and you want to sell HVAC to other businesses. This is for you. I mean, there, there's tons and tons of that. You sell signs. Uh, this is the discussion for you. So if you sell to other businesses, there's one thing that you should know that is of utmost importance on Google ads. And that's that Google is primarily going to be saturated with consumer to business people looking for products, people looking for services, and not businesses looking for products and businesses looking for services. If we took all of the searches on Google and analyzed how many were just strictly business service searches, I would say it'd be 10%, something like that. You know, that's, that's always been my guess. It seems like it's about 10%. It's a pretty small amount. So because of that, you have to be more careful than any of the other people that I've talked about. You have to be more careful because your potential for failure is much higher because your false positives will be much more frequent. You have to be careful because you can't just have window cleaner. You can't just have uh, you know HVAC installation. You need to make sure that you specify its you know keywords and traffic that indicate is for a business. And there's a lot of ways to do that. You can pick an industry. 
you know, if, if, if you want to sell HVAC to uh, healthcare, you know, you special, you do special healthcare HVAC stuff. If you want to do special um, types of services, pick those keywords, indicate what those are, make sure it looks like this. Make sure your keyword isn't HVAC installation. It's HVAC installation plus some type of description that will immediately For buildings. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah, it, exactly. It immediately condenses the number of searches to a much smaller amount and narrows the precision on that. Let me ask you a question with someone like uh, movers. I told them, Hey, even if you want big moves, you still probably do some small moves. But by the way, a lot of the big moves will come from generic searches, movers near me, moving companies in Dallas. So you have to be on them yeah. if you want any kind of volume. When you work with B2B clients, do you tell them, hey, a lot of consumers are going to be in the mix? It's just the cost of doing business? Or is the volume from B2C so overwhelming that you really do have to protect yourself from it and only go after B2B, even if that means sometimes low volume. What's your take on that? Do you ever accept it or do you always try to just get B2B? It is um, much more difficult to accomplish that. And I have to be much more restrictive when it's a very localized campaign. So I have to be much more open if it's a small localized area that I'm targeting uh, because I have to... Because the volume so low. Right, the volume so low. When I, when I combine small geographic area and I try and, and do very, really specific long tail targeted keywords, it doesn't work. I can't do targeted plus targeted. The traffic's so small. But if I'm doing national, you know, if I'm selling HVAC and I do it, you know, I ship these HVAC things and do special installations all over the United States, I want to be a lot more specific on those because my volume of potential has increased. So it, it's a it's a balance thing. If it's large, lots of area, lots of potential searches, I can be as refined as I want, and that's an advantage. But if you're working in a small area and you're B2B, you're going to have to accept, just like Jason said, it's the cost of business. You're going to get some junk calls, and you'll learn and you'll improve. Um, and one last thing I'll say for B2B, it is one of the slowest moving things that we've talked about so far. It takes time. This is not a one-month turnaround. I'm, I would say it's not even really a three-month turnaround. This is the kind of thing that takes you know six, nine months to start getting qualified traffic, especially if it's a really industry-specific type of B2B. Uh, medical, you know, you're selling specific medical-grade types of stuff or things like that. It takes time. The smaller the specification, the longer that it takes to really get that stuff that you want. Well, Chris, uh, the, the most important things in life take time. True love takes time. Wow. Sometimes true love, it ends in a beautiful wedding and a marriage and go. a commitment to each other forever beautiful. and beyond. Mm. And sometimes that does take time. Sometimes it takes eight and a half years, two mortgages, one child, and then you seal the deal mm. with the marriage license. Sometimes. Marriage license. But Chris. Not even the ceremony. So, <laughs> some things take time. <laughs> <laughs> Some things take time, Chris. Um, and and weddings uh, weddings can be the culmination of a, a love over a lot of time. So if you if you're a wedding planner, if you work in the wedding industry, or primarily wedding planners here, I think this is a good example for businesses that no one's going to decide to hire on the spot or on a, a phone call, you know, without meeting. So like body shop person, all you need is a phone call. They're going to bring the car to the body shop and get an estimate. But with weddings and wedding planners, it's a massive decision. So my advice for wedding planners or anybody, including B2B, who just need to make contact with the with the potential customer and understand that it's going to take a lot of time to turn that customer that potential customer into a paying customer, just get the lead. Do what you have to do to make contact and, and get the lead. So if you're if you're a wedding planner, you want to do things like the lead form ad extension on Google Ads. You want to do things like having a newsletter pop-up or a pop-up on your website. Generally, I'm not a fan of those, but if you can have one that's classy and, and gets a good message to someone and helps the user on your website, do that because you can get their contact information and you can make 
contact with them. If you have some kind of a phone system and a, and a phone number on your website, make sure you're answering the phones. Even if you can't have a 30 minute conversation with that person, then make sure you can talk to them for 30 seconds, get their contact info and call them back. But there's a lot of businesses where Google ads will get you the lead, but you have to do a lot of work after that. And if that's the case, just focus on getting the lead. That's kind of the most important thing uh, for someone like a wedding planner. So, Chris, weddings, sometimes oh. they're just, you know, <laughs> no, get, wanna... get your license and, and that's it. I got to see this I'm one. undefeatable here, Chris. No way. <laughs> and sometimes they are a massive operation. Some would say they involve a lot of logistics, <laughs> moving around different moving parts, what? the guest, the wedding party, the location, the vendors, a lot of logistics. When you have a lot of logistics in your business, you can benefit from a business logistics software. <laughs> Both Chris and I have worked for a number of logistics software companies. Uh, they seem to be, I don't know, just a good fit for Google ads. I run into them uh, from time to time and they, they they seem to work. And I think one reason they work is because people who are searching for that have a real problem that they need to solve. Hey, my guys are going out on moving trucks. I don't know where they are, you know? So there's real problems that need to be solved. When they need to solve those problems, they go to Google ads. What would be kind of some strategic advice for uh, business logistics people? Wow. Amazing. Okay. So this one is really specific. I mean, we're really narrowing down on the industry here, but I, I have, I have, I do have a good tip in, in suggesting on strategy here. So if you're new to this, uh, first of all, know this Com competition is uh, going to be expensive for any type of online software. Okay. Um, that's, that's very expensive. Uh, and that's because softwares are very specific to what they accomplish. Every time you make a software, you have specific people in mind that need to accomplish one specific thing. And that's what your software does. So it's very difficult to advertise, uh, on a generic, you know, billboard or a TV commercial because it needs to be very specific types of stuff. And Google ads is great for this purpose. And how you accomplish it is, is and what I found is use terms that are specific to your industry, okay? So one thing that I um, have worked in, in the past, uh, you know, companies that do like a warehousing type of thing, they have, uh, you know, deep analytical types of stuff that helps you accomplish things for warehouse and business analytics and all this types of stuff. Use terms that are specific to what that person's problem is. So don't use the terms that you use in-house, you know, your 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 product name, your your software name. That's meaningless. You want to talk in the language of the problem that they're having. So if they're having inefficiency in X area, speak to that. Speak to that with your keywords, speak to that in your ad copy because so I might, someone might do a search like, how much money does your podcast partner make you per word? Is that worth the acrimonious relationship off air or should you fire him? Do you think there's any ads on that search, Chris? Is that a high volume one? I, I don't think, I don't think there's any going to be anything on that at all. Uh, it might be on your search history, but uh, not, not on google.com. I would say that it comes down to being a specific and you know, inside of the market as you can stay away from things that just have generic software implications, you know, logistics, software, yeah, logistics, software, that's too generic. You need to be very specific about what you are solving for them. And that's very important for this because it is very competitive. Jason, knock it out for us. Let's hear this last one. This is going to be a tough one. Well, you run a you run a business uh, logistics software company. You guys are in there coding all day. Salespeople are calling oh, people. Very stressful yep. environment. Yep. But Bob has a birthday, oh. and Bob's been working at the company for a very long time. Oh. Instead of maybe paying Bob a living wage, you just buy him cake every ten years for his his big birthdays. <laughs> That's how you run a business. So you 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 want to you want to actually get him a meal bring everyone in the office together closer, you call a caterer. Where do you look for a caterer, Chris? Google. On Google search. Yep. So, Chris, um, I think you're going to really appreciate this one. Uh, this is for caterers. It's for anybody that has okay Google ad success, but it's not like life-changing. And that's some businesses. And it really can apply to everyone. 
pun not intended, but but catering uh, Google Ads is it's only a piece of the pie. It's Ooh. only one piece of the pie. Nice. It's not here to save your business. It's not here to achieve your wildest dreams. It's one piece of your overall marketing operation, and it's one piece of your overall operation. The reason I say that is because I've worked with caterers in the past. Nobody's hitting home runs on catering on Google Ads. It it just, for whatever reason, it didn't seem like uh, that kind of operation, maybe like shipping cars across the country where you just spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month and you know your exact cost per lead and you get a certain number of leads every day. And it's like a real thing. You can build a business off of Google Ads. With catering, it's like you get a couple good leads a month, you make a few new relationships, and it's a piece of your overall business. So for a caterer or anybody who's not getting a ton of leads from Google Ads every month, because there's just not a ton of searches in some small towns for that and stuff, just look at it as an overall piece of your business. You don't have to spend $500 a month. You can spend 100 bucks a month. You can spend 200 bucks a month. If you want to spend more, you can spend $700, $1,000 a month. Maybe you're in a big city, two, 3000 a month, and it's just a piece of your business. It helps you make contacts. It helps bring in some business. That business can be repeat business. That business can recommend you to other people. I just wouldn't, if I was a caterer, rely on starting a catering business and thinking I'm going to fill up my calendar each month just from Google ads. I, I would just know it's a, it's a piece of the puzzle. Um, and if you look at that way for any business, Google ads all of a sudden is a lot more effective and a mm. lot more successful. Yeah. You're not relying on it to pay your mortgage or for your living expenses or to keep a business afloat. You're just relying on it to be a, a part of your overall operation, make yourself that much stronger. And uh, I think that's a good way to look at Google ads. Sometimes it is the life changer for different industries, but sometimes it's just a piece of the pie and it definitely is for caterers. Speaking of pie, one thing that Chris and I love to do is we love to go off of air here. We go over to our after show Patreon. Sometimes we eat pie in there. Mm. We drink coffee. Mm -hmm. It's a little after show. We do it every single week. Sign up paidsearchpodcast.com. You'll see the link to the Patreon. And we'll see you there right now. <laughs>